You are now listening to The Unit Report. Listen as we take a deep dive into the world of sports centered around Pittsburgh. Now, your hosts, Lucas and Troy. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's edition of the beloved Unit Report. Um, This one, I'm thinking it's pretty NHL heavy. Little pretty, bit of pretty penguin you know, heavy. A little bit of little bit of baseball to sprinkle in here and there. Um, we have the Super Bowl coming up next week, and yeah, I guess Lucas, if you want to start us off with some good old NHL news with the current frenzy with Corona and everything else. Well, let's start with the one that's probably going to be the biggest conversation that pertains to us. Uh, being GMJR, Jim Rutherford, right after we recorded last week's episode, I think a day or two after, he decides to step down from his position of general manager of the Penguins. He had been that in that position since 2014, and he claimed personal reasons. It has not been officially, <clears throat> officially disclosed Excuse me, about why he decided to step down. There have been rumors that he had a trade in place uh, that he wanted to either acquire or send away a defenseman. Um, some I heard somewhere that they, he was uh, trading for a defenseman from the North Division. Other people have said that he had a deal in place to send away Chris Letang. And uh, either way, ownership uh, basically vetoed it. And there was a disagreement between him and ownership. And he decided to step down from his post. So now the Penguins have... Assistant General Manager Patrick Alvine being the acting interim general manager. And they said that they hope to have a new general manager named within two to three weeks. And it's been a week since then, so I guess a week or two now at this point. And there are there's a long list of names that have uh, of people that have either put their name in the running or the Penguins have sought out to interview for this position. Obviously, it's a very coveted position given that uh, the Penguins are one of the most prestigious franchises in the league at this point. And a lot of names that are always thrown around whenever a GM positions open have emerged. Uh, Jason Botterill, he was the Sabres general manager, and he was an assistant general manager here for many years. So he's very familiar with the organization. Ron Hextall, uh, former general manager of the Flyers. Uh, Chris Drury, uh, Drury, who I believe is in the Rangers organization right now in management. Uh, Mark Hunter, former Maple Leafs assistant general manager. Tom Fitzgerald, another former Penguin uh, executive, currently the GM of the New Jersey Devils. They requested to uh, speak with him, but the Devils said no. Um, there's a long list of guys. Scott Mellenby, Mike Gillis, Lawrence Gilman, John Ferguson Jr., Mike Fuda, to name a few. Alvin will also get a interview, the current interim GM. So a lot of chaos surrounding this. No one really knows exactly what happened why it happened but it seems like there's a lot of chaos right now in the penguins organization what uh what do you have to say about all this um i guess adding into the jr stepping down i guess the only good news out of this is i heard it's not like health health uh related yeah so um i guess that's always glad to hear because you know i don't know i guess most of these guys he's older i think he's one of the he's one of the older gms in the league so Glad to hear it's not health related, and you know everything's all squared. It's uh, squared away there. Um, I don't know. I feel like 
Like there, it's a point now where like we're getting close to like mid season. So I don't really think there's massive pressure to get a GM filled immediately, especially with the shortened season and um, just with the way the team's been playing up to this point, or it's been kind of, I don't know, I guess wishy-washy where the wins that they do have, it's been in overtime or a shootout. And then, I don't know, it just seems like everyone's been off to a slow start. So I feel like for him to step down, this is kind of the best time where you already have the kind of messed up season. And I don't really, I wouldn't really expect them to make any huge moves anyway, just with the way things are going. Um, like the team state that I saw the Penguins did state that they're not going into, they don't want to do rebuild mode. So uh, I guess at least that I think we were questioning that a couple episodes ago. So from here on out, I don't, I don't really know. I feel like for the new guy coming in, it's going to be more of a uh, evaluation of what happens this season to see where like who stays around and, who you know contract wise like who they can start to get rid of because we've had a couple players that i guess have uh stepped up to the plate uh i know jo- we've heard uh joseph's name quite a good bit uh this far so i don't i don't think anyone was really expecting you know expecting him to perform this well uh has been doing all right um, I don't know. It seems like CC starting to have better days. I know he was off to a bit of a rough start. He seems like he's, I don't know, I don't want to say like progressing, but it seems like he's, you're starting to hear his name more and he's starting to, uh, I guess, get his legs underneath him. Uh, I guess Matheson uh, practiced today, so he might be coming back. Latang did not practice, I heard. So I don't know. I feel like for whoever they end up bringing in, it's going to be kind of a just evaluate this season. And I wouldn't imagine with everything going on that they're going to make a super big push this year just because of the super hard division and all of the insane teams that they would have to uh, defeat to go to the cup this year. I just think, I don't know. It seems like all of the uh, odds are against them and I don't think it's a, I guess a legitimate year to, you know, kind of put all the, uh, put all your chips and hope for the best. I think bring the new guy in, let him figure his, uh, figures plan out, make some moves in the off season. And then hopefully next year we're off to, I guess, back to normal. If that's a thing, I don't know. It kind of all depends, but I don't know. We'll see. That's kind of where I stand with this whole thing is, let this season play out, try to make the best of it, and then kind of keep going from there. Yep. Um, back to what you were saying earlier, though, about like the, I guess, the rush to fill the position. Um, Lemieux and I think it was Morehouse said that they want to get this filled as soon as possible. Apparently, there was some paperwork that needed to be done for some like small move. And Olivine is so inexperienced because he just became assistant general manager like a few months ago that he didn't know like the proper paperwork that needed to be done to even make like uh, just normal roster moves. 
so given that they don't have a guy in the room that even knows how to properly make those kind of moves. So I think that there is a bit of urgency to find that person. I don't, I think that they definitely need to take their time to find the right person. I don't think you want to just rush into something and get somebody that doesn't want to follow the same path that you do. If your ownership or uh, president Botterill, I mean, not Botterill, president Morehouse, excuse me, but there's, there's definitely it seemed to be a bit of urgency among the organization to get this position filled really quickly. Um, I think, I guess, kind of going off that is, yeah, there's urgency, but I, I also don't think with the management of this team that if there's truly no great fit, that they're not just going to shove someone in there and hope for the best. I do think, I guess, up the management is smart enough to where if they truly don't think that any of their potential candidates like have what it takes to be the GM of the Penguins that they would be willing to, I guess, wait and see, I guess, just see what comes up. I don't really see them. I don't, I don't really see them being the desperate team where it's like this time next week, they're like, Oh, you know, Oh crap. We don't have anything. Uh, we'll just have to hire this guy and see what he does. I don't, I don't see that happening. Well, there's over tw- like 20 candidates, so I'm sure that among all of those guys, someone has to like fit the mold that they're looking for, you know. And they and like it takes a long time, especially with like COVID and everything, to interview with each one of these guys. And like, because these guys, all all of them have other jobs too. Like the uh, one or two of them are either assistant. I mean, a bunch of them are either assistant general managers. Um, the one Tom Fitzgerald is an active general manager. I don't think that's going to be happening though. Um, I don't think that the New Jersey Devils granted that permission, but it's going to take a while just to, with all the names that have been in the running, and I'm sure that the Penguins are looking at all their options, it's going to take some time, you know, just to get through that entire list. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think to, because you figure even with COVID and, you know, travel protocols, I don't know how realistic that two to week, the two to three week uh, limit that they came out with earlier, because you figure at most they're doing what? They're interviewing maybe what, five guys a week at most with, you know, all the restrictions and everyone's crazy schedules and whatnot. So they can probably they do a lot that, of a lot on Zoom, though, too, you know, they can. But in all fairness, if they have a bunch of guys that they're going to hire, they're going to want to do more than, you know, two Zoom interviews or whatever. Probably like the final interview, like the, whenever they dumb it down to like a couple guys, I'm sure they'll bring them into Pittsburgh and do that. That makes probably the most sense. But um a couple of names that I was really interested in in the uh, GM hunt was uh, Lawrence Gilman, who is the cap guy for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's been able to squeeze uh, and like with all the shenanigans to put different guys on LTIR and uh, different guys on the taxi squad. He's been able to keep that team cap compliant. Um, very smart guy, knows the uh, CBA in and out. Um, and then another guy who I didn't mention earlier, but I meant I know I texted you I think last week when that all this happened was. Sam Ventura, who is a analytics guy in the Penguins uh, analytics department of their, among their management, and he is a CMU graduate, uh, so a local guy here that uh, you know grew up around here. Very smart guy. Another guy who believes in analytics and can really, I, I think it's a new way of looking at hockey, and he's not like the old school Jim Rutherford type that, you know, I don't think GMJR looked too much at like grit and everything, but definitely if you want to go with like the the uh, intelligent, smartest person available, Sam Ventura has to be one of those guys, and it would be make a new uh, 
just a new regime in Pittsburgh. It'd be a lot different than what we're used to. So there's definitely a lot of capable guys. Uh, someone, something funny that happened. I, I thought, I don't think, I don't know if you saw this, but on Reddit, um, Mike Gillis, who's one of the guys in the running for this, um, he's the former general manager of the Canucks whenever they went to the cup final all those years ago. His resume that he sent to the Penguins got leaked on Reddit. Did you see that? I did not. But in all fairness, the only thing I think I've seen on Reddit this week is how GameStop's going to overthrow Amazon Stonks. and how AMC's going to – yeah, exactly, and how AMC's going to uh, buy out basically the entire uh, film industry. I think that's the only thing that's been on uh, Reddit. That and how uh, people are going to take cryptocurrency and become overnight billionaires, and they're like dumping their whole paychecks and whatnot. And everyone's like, "Oh man, I'm not making off of money. I'm not making money off of anything that's not backed by anything." And it's just kind of a joke. But you know that that's a that's a different that's the that's a completely different thing. But that's that's what I've seen for the past like two weeks. Yeah, but um, when you get the chance, maybe I'll I'll, uh, I'll see if I can find it and send it to you later. Definitely, it's really it's kind of funny that someone leaked it, but it's really interesting to uh, read, and it's it's pretty penguin centric. Like he definitely wrote all of this with the intention of applying for this specific job. He wants the penguins job. It's it's probably the hottest job that's been available in uh, hockey, over like at least as, as a GM in the GM role in the last like half decade or so it's definitely something that everyone around hockey wants uh so and gmjr's had the honor of being it for past six seven seasons and he did a great job i think not enough's being done said about him being he, he brought two cups back obviously there was a lot of bad things that happened towards the end the jack johnson contract was abysmal um, the Brandon Tanev contract looked bad at the start, but he's been playing great this season. So I have nothing bad to say about it anymore. Bringing Cody CC in at first looked bad, but he's looked serviceable. Um, but all in all, I mean, I think Penguin fans need to thank GMJR. He brought two cups to, to the city when it looked like the team was going to have to rebuild early, like in the mid uh, 2010s there. And uh, we got two cups out of it. So thank you, GMJR, and yep. hope all is well. I guess that is kind of the only crappy thing. Like, people are gonna if you look if you look all over like Twitter and stuff is people only you know what I mean people only remember like the past you know couple years or the you know one bad trade that really stuck out and you know they kind of like you know kind of throw him under the bus whenever he's down and they don't they don't think that like you know he kind of he came in and pretty much flipped this whole thing around and what one to two years and then you get the back-to-back cup runs and I don't know it, that's just kind of how it works I guess but I, I it seems like a lot of the stuff that you see they kind of kind of forget that you know wind up with two cups because of it yeah and that's a lot a lot of the small moves the uh like getting Justin Schultz for a third rounder getting Trevor Daly for Rob Scuderi getting Carl Haglin, Nick Benino. I mean, obviously the Kessel one was a big one, but it was a lot of those small deals that really pushed us over the edge there that first year. And um, that's all thanks to him. That's all moves that he made and him and his management group that he had put together there. And uh, those two banners, uh, those two newest banners of PPG Paints, a lot of the credit goes to him. So not much more you can say. Um, True. So in light of all of that, uh, we've come to the point of 
the Penguins not having a general manager, where a lot of people before Morehouse and Lemieux came out and said that they weren't rebuilding, there, there were a lot of rumors that came out about big moves for the Penguins. No, my God, there's no general manager, and they've looked pretty inconsistent this uh, for to the start of the season. So a lot of names were thrown around. Obviously, uh, the rumor with GMJR leaving was a, a possible Latang trade. Not much has come out about that since the original rumor, so I don't know how much is true about that. But afterwards, even Darren Dreger of TSN reported that in the offseason, uh, the Penguins should consider moving potentially Malkin and Crosby. But then the name he mentioned uh, first was Crosby. And everyone made the connection to Montreal because he's from, like, you know, the most eastern part of Canada there is. So, and he grew up a Habs fan. So, there have been a lot of rumors about Crosby to Montreal, Malkin anywhere, Latang anywhere. But Latang, to be fair, has been on the trade block for most of his career at this point. But it seems like since Morehouse and Lemieux came out against rebuilding, it seems like a lot of that has kind of faded. But um, what are your reactions to these outlandish, you know, rumors? I don't know. It kind of seems like we've had the, you know, Malkin and Latang. Uh, I think Latang specifically. I know his name's been tossed around quite a bit in the past, like two or three seasons. I don't know. It seems like Malkin's off to a slow start, and it's been like that for the past couple of years. But I don't know what to make of it. I just feel like this is kind of what people do. So. See what the new guy thinks and go from there. I don't know. It seems like every time they're down, you know, you get the is Crosby leaving and you know all that fun stuff. It's like they do the same thing with the Steelers, though. It's like you know, is Big Ben on his way out? Is Tomlin on his way out? It's the same thing. Yeah, I um, it just normally it's like among the fan the fan base where things like that, like you have guys like Mark Madden or um. Dejan Kovacevic like tweeting out things like that but uh this time it was a big guy it was Darren Drager so I think uh that's why I kind of carried more legs this time but definitely interesting we'll keep an eye on that and see what happened and more on that is the if we've if you watched any of the Penguin games recently they've looked pretty inconsistent they've been they cannot win in regulation to save their life they have been. They have to always take it to overtime shootout. Uh, Tristan Jari has looked pretty disappointing. Casey DeSmith has had his off nights, but between the two, he's been the brighter star. Um, I I don't know what the easy fix is there, and also the power plays looked god awful. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on the uh, play so far? I don't know. It seems like it's been the uh, third and you know the third and fourth lines that have really been. Uh, holding this team up for the most part. It's just, I don't know. I feel like they've kind of, they've been kind of skimming by for, it seems like the start for most of the season. I don't know. It seems like with the goaltending situation, they had Jari. They were like, this is our guy. They put the Smith in, they end up winning. They put him, he played what, back-to-back games now? Yeah. So, so, I don't know. It's just really weird. I think they're now reached the point of where, they're kind of scrambling the lines and the defensive pairings around a little bit to see what works. Cause we're already like 10 games into this thing. And the wins that they do have, it's been by, you know, one goal in overtime or whatever. I don't know. I, th- I think it's a team as a whole problem. 
with there's just not much chemistry between the lines anymore. And I don't know, kind of sucks to see. Hopefully they get this figured out soon and they're able to save any of it. But I don't know. just seems like the odds are against them this year. They hired in the offseason Todd Reardon to be kind of the power play specialist. And that power play has looked just terrible. I mean, Malkin, it looks like they don't want to shoot, which was a problem there in like the 2013-14 season, like before we started to like, uh, you know, before we won the Cups. Um, it just seems like we're looking at the same issues again. And like, it's not a talent thing. I mean, the talent hasn't gone down. I don't think Malkin and Crosby have regressed very much. I think they're still very good, like, top tier players in this league. It just looks like the system that they're playing is terrible. It's, it's, it's not producing anything offensively. And actually they've been, they had allowed what, like two shorthanded goals in the past few games. So it's, it's not looking good. They need to do something there with the power play. Uh, maybe a shoot first mentality. You have guys with Mulkin and Crosby shot, which I know they're not known as snipers. They're more playmakers, but my God, like, these guys are worldly talents. Get them to shoot the puck for crying out loud. It's it's kind of getting annoying seeing these guys pass it around and then give it up, and then you have a breakaway on the other end, and you leave Jari or DeSmith out to dry. And it's just annoying. It's really annoying to watch because you know how much talent this team has. They shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, it seems like that. And then I guess even with the goaltending situation where it's been kind of wishy-washy who they're going to start, there's a, quite a few goals I can name where they just kind of left them out the dryer. It's, you know, the guy splits both defensemen and it's a one on O, two on O. There, I mean, how many of those have we seen this season? It's unbelievable. Yeah. But, the funny part. The funny part about that is though is that people on Twitter have been saying like, "Oh, should have kept Murray. Should have kept Murray. He's doing oh, yeah. abysmal in Ottawa. He, they he, he he's let up like seven goals like on three two or three different occasions so far." He's his save percentage and goals against is a bit they're abysmal. He's got he's been awful. I mean, obviously, they don't have a great decor in uh, Ottawa, but look how many injuries we have on our decor. The only regular guy we have in our our D lineup right now, I think, is Marino. Latang Latang's been injured. Dumoulin, Patterson, Matheson, Cece somehow snuck his way like into the top four <laughs> just by virtue of injury. And then uh, Joseph's been a surprise, but he didn't even start the season with us. Like as like on the on the lineup, he was on the taxi squad. So it's tough. It, they, changes need to be made. But speaking of changes, Tony D'Angelo. Oh yes, <laughs> excellent segue. Um, this is quite the saga. Something we haven't really seen in hockey uh, very much, but a crazy situation that unfolded over the past week but kind of started uh, months ago. Uh, Tony D'Angelo was a defender for the New York Rangers. I believe he scored 45 points or something last year. So he, he's an offensive defenseman, puts up a lot of points, is, is not great defensively. There are a lot of videos of him getting absolutely turnstiled uh, while, while being a Ranger. And he's been uh, the center of controversy for years. Apparently in junior... He was accused of using racial slurs against teammates. Um, the, he's been very outspoken on Twitter. Uh, he's made, I mean, I don't think he's made racist tweets, but he very much is, a, he was a COVID denier. He is very, very much like conspiracy theory, like weirdo kind of guy. Uh, very controversial for a hockey player. Most hockey players don't really talk very much. He, he talked about everything. 
Um, he, uh, you want to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, I think he's also one of those weirdos where he, uh, he like said like the earth is round or some like crap. Like he just made up like something where it's like the earth spins or something and it's not flat. That's the weirdest thing I've I know. heard about him. Jesus, exactly. It's like, huh? I know. Weirdo. It's like, <laughs> exactly. It's like everyone, it's like, you. it's like, uh, whenever, you're, whenever you're flying, you've never like, you know, like wondered if we like go too far or whatever, that we'll just like fall off. It, it's, it's terrible, but I can't say I have, I've never flown, but thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, uh, you know, if you go on like a, if you go on like a, uh, like a cruise or something, you know, Oh yeah. You gotta, like, you gotta like make that turn before you get to the edge. Yeah, you have to like make a 180 at the corner or whatever. It's the worst, yeah. Yeah, I guess there was one that did make it one time. Kind of, you know, feel bad for him. But and they do it so fast it like jerks your back and like you're like hurting for the next couple of days. It's the worst, right? I know. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Anyways, back to the juice of this story. Um, Tony D'Angelo, uh, rumors came out all about the more things he's done this like the, throughout the season to, just to start. But the big thing that really did it in is um, last week. Uh, Sidney Crosby scored an overtime goal while D'Angelo was on the ice, and he won it for the Penguins. Uh, the goal was scored on Alexander Georgiev, goaltender of the New York Rangers. And while they were walking to, through the tunnel at the end of the game, apparently D'Angelo made a snide remark to Georgiev about how he should have saved the goal. And if you look, if you watch the play, D'Angelo just kind of stands there. He doesn't make very much like effort to like like defend. He just kind of stands there and hopes that like it'll hit him. And it doesn't. So honestly, I believe that that goal is more D'Angelo than Georgiev. And after hearing the Snyder mark, Georgiev allegedly socked Tony D'Angelo in the face and got him in a headlock. And teammates had to remove uh, the two of them because they were fight they were fighting at PPG Paints Arena. Um, and then that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Where after that, the Rangers management put him on waivers. And he was not claimed on waivers. And there have been talks about him being bought out. And I mean, he might, he, he, they said the management said that he'll never play again for the Rangers. So either he's going to be traded or he's going to have his contract terminated. And since no one claimed him on waivers, chances are no one's going to trade for him. So the most likely path here is that he's going to have his contract terminated and probably have to go play in Russia or something. A lot of other stories have come out about him. Apparently, uh, Keandre Miller, who's a defender, a rookie defender for the Rangers, scored his first goal, and apparently Tony D'Angelo stole the first goal puck. That was a story that was circulating around Twitter, and he didn't give it back to him right away. He kind of held on to it, which is it's tradition that the you get your puck that you score your first goal with. And it was really messed up, the whole story, but it hasn't been confirmed, so it's all alleged. But all this stuff culminated into finally the Rangers saying, enough's enough. This guy is a joke. He's kind of embarrassing our franchise that he's gone. He's done. And he's done. he's gone now. He's no longer going to be a New York Ranger. Uh, obviously, a lot to that story. And there's probably even more that I've missed. But that's the gist of it. Um, what do you have to say about all this? Because there's a lot to handle. I don't know. I guess regarding the contract, I think terminated is definitely the way that they're going to go because I just think with everything going on, you know, I guess in the world and how I guess this kind of stuff is viewed with everyone, 
I guess the bad guys kind of getting called out. I don't really think anyone's going to want to deal with this. Um, it's not like he's like that great of a guy where it's like, you know, Antonio Brown, where it's like, you, you know, kind of deal with his crap and then, well, he's so good. I guess give him another try. I just think with him, I don't know. He's not that like star player. I just feel like the, uh, it's easier to just kind of get rid of him, not associate yourself with him, and move on. Yeah, I, I see him getting, I guess, bought out. And then that's kind of it. I don't really think we'll hear anything else publicly just because they're not going to want the association. It's it's a sad tale because I obviously defensively he has his flaws, but he is very talented offensively, and it just seems like he can't, get out of his own way he keeps making trouble all the way from junior up until he's been traded twice now he was drafted originally by tampa was traded to arizona then arizona traded him to new york it just seems like he cannot help himself and it's really sad uh to see but uh he's being punished for his actions and all of the stuff that he's gotten away with all those years uh it's finally coming back to bite him and you hate to see it but you love to see it uh, there's probably going to be more that comes out about this, I think, in the next week or so, because that the story just unfolded over the weekend. So we'll probably see more about this, and we'll probably have to talk about it again next week. But I think that's all there is to say about that. Tony D'Angelo, bad guy, but he's gone, kind of. Um, give me one second. Segue into this next one for me. Um, I don't really... I don't know. The only, like, I guess, key points that are left are kind of just like brushovers. It's just, I don't really know how much there is to discuss. Um, Don stated that he basically wants out of St. Louis. I I don't know. Did you, uh, did you hear if he gave reasons as to why he wants out or um, he just yeah. requested the trade or whatever? I think it may be an ice time thing, honestly. Um, he's been being he's been scratched for the likes of guys like Robert Bertuzzo and Carl Gunnarsson, who, I mean, he's younger and I think he's more talented than all like either of those guys. So it's kind of weird. He he has a lot of potential. His uh, analytics uh, defensively, he's great. Um, so there's not a lot to hate about this guy. He has a very reasonable contract, so I think he could easily be moved here. I don't know who all is. I mean, I don't know what all they're going to want for him because he's so young and has so much upside. They, uh, they might be demanding a first or something, but because he's young, he'd be an RFA. They like hold all the cards. It's not like he, I mean, he can request a trade, but they have no, you know, they have no obligation to actually like go through with the trade. They can hold on to him and just like ride it out. But, um, it's, it's, uh, it'd be really tough because they already lost Petrangelo uh, the free agency. Bo Meester retired because he had his injuries. So now if they'd be without uh, done too, it'd be really tough. So kind of hate that for them. Um, can you talk about Fiala? This next one? Um, when was this? This was like last week, wasn't it? I think this is whenever the hit was. Uh, basically, Fiala was suspended for three games uh because of his hit on um LA Kings defenseman uh yeah pretty pretty ugly hit it was just i don't know kind of like a 
I guess, kind of like a, I don't know what you want to call it. Like, and I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like with the roles, with the new roles and like the modern era, I feel like he could have gotten away with this hit like back in the day, but I don't know. It's kind of hard to like talk about that. Kind of hard to like talk about a hit whenever it's a, you know, there's no video to show. Did you, yeah, but did you see the hit? I did. This was like last week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It's a pretty ugly hit. Um, but three games, if you consider the fact it's a what 56, 54 game season, seems like a lot. Seems like if you consider like the correct proportions, I mean that's a lot for I think that hits. But I guess they're just trying to set a precedent that you can't be doing things like that. Um, but he's also their top goal scorer, Fiala. So that's really sending a message to uh, to like to the rest of the league. Like it doesn't matter who you are, if you're throwing bad hits, you're. Uh, you're going to sit down for a few games, you know? Yeah. Um, I guess if this was a normal season, this would be equivalent to what, about a five, five, six game uh, suspension. So I don't know. You know how the NHL has been in recent years with upping the time, their, their duration for suspensions and whatnot. So I guess this is kind of fitting. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Uh, I think we're just going to run through this real quick because we're kind of running out of time. The rest of this NHL news, at least. Um, Victor Mete, defender for Montreal, and Sam Bennett, forward for Calgary, both requested trades this week. Uh, kind of in a long line of uh, players who, within the past month or so, have just requested trades. It seems like it's kind of the era of, of players just saying where they want to go. You know, they kind of like, I'm done here. I don't have an opportunity. Get me out. And they have the same agent, Darren Ferris, who uh, confirmed the requests just uh, over the weekend. Um, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, they have many games that were postponed due to COVID. Um, and just recently, New Jersey, uh, their, their games against the Penguins this week have, have all been uh, postponed. They had uh, earlier, right before the show, apparently 14 players on the COVID list, which means they either tested positive or came in close contact. So... Uh, that's kind of tough for them. Uh, on better COVID news, the San Jose Sharks are cleared to return to San Jose on February 13th. They've been playing their home games in Arizona with the Coyotes sharing that that arena. So soon, like all the players will be able to live at home and not, you know, live in a hotel room, which should be nice for them. And uh, last bit of hockey news is from the NWHL, who they're playing their season in the uh, bubble at Lake Placid right now. Uh, Two of the teams, the Metropolitan Riveters and the Connecticut Whale, uh, were forced to leave the bubble due to COVID reasons, which leaves, I believe, four teams now for the Isabel Cup. And they're going to be playing for that. I think it's going to be on NBC this weekend. So that'll be fun to watch. Um, Do you think we have time for this MLB and football news or... Um, what yeah, think? I was gonna say most of the stuff you just get, it's just kind of brush over real quick. Uh, Aaron, well, well, I, w- I wanted to talk about the Arenado trade with you. Yeah. Um, we'll probably have to save it. Okay. Then we'll save that. But, uh, smaller, well, obviously Arenado was traded to the Cardinals and a very big deal. Uh, obviously he's one of the best third basemen in the league. Uh, Chris Archer was uh, signed by the Tampa Bay Rays just to add insult to injury for Pirates fans everywhere. Um, Marcus Semyon, uh, former AL MVP candidate while with the Oakland A's, he signed with the Blue Jays. And Dustin Pedroia officially retires 
after years of not playing, but uh, having injuries, a lot of injuries he's dealt with. And uh, last bit of MLB news is that the league uh, proposed a 154-game season with a delayed start uh, with the intention of trying to get all their COVID, like, tests and vaccines in line, like make sure it was safe to start. The Players Association rejected that proposal, and they want to start on time and have a 162-game season. So that's that. Um, and I also, also for the NFL, we'd, I, w- I want to discuss this later, but we're just going to run through it real quick. Uh, the biggest thing that happened this past week was Matthew Stafford, quarterback of the Detroit Lions, was traded uh, out of Detroit to the Rams in a deal where Detroit acquired Jared Goff, two future first round picks and a third. Uh, Pretty significant. Matt Stafford's one of the best quarterbacks in the league and Goff has a contract that kind of made him really hard to move, but they added two firsts, which really uh, made it more feasible for Detroit to do both former first overall picks, both quarterbacks. uh, I think both from California. I'm not exactly sure about that, but I know I know who uh, Goff is. But that's a pretty crazy deal that happened. Uh, do you have any quick thoughts on that? Um, not really. I think we'll get into it a little bit more next time. We're kind of running short on time here, unfortunately. Okay. Well, real quick then, um, Mark Madden, everyone's favorite uh, Pittsburgh sports pundit, uh, decided to start a rumor last week that T.J. Watt was upset with the Steelers and skipped his closing interviews. Uh, TJ and the team both refuted these claims, and it seems like it's just Mark Madden grasping for straws right now. And yeah, he got he got absolutely destroyed by Twitter. He like, just loves stirring up the pot. He did that. He he got absolutely crushed by everyone, and then like I think like the next day he put like you know every it was like you know everyone hates me or whatever. It's like I just say something, and then it's like I'm always the bad guy or something. I don't know. He he's like. He's a goof. I don't know. So he's kind of like that weird, like, you know, he's kind of, it seems like he's kind of out of the, he's like his, he's kind of like his own uh, one man show, if you want to call it. He's the QAnon of uh, sports, Pittsburgh sports. Um, uh, other Steelers news is that the Steelers unofficially said that they're going to be letting James Conner walk this offseason. And there's a lot of rumors that they'll be able to draft a running back. Uh, I hope they do that because a good young running back with that offense would be really good. We wouldn't be a one-dimensional offense anymore. And the last bit of news for the day is uh, Patricia Rooney, wife of Dan, passes away at 88. Uh, so uh, rest in peace to her, obviously. And uh, I believe that's everything we have for this episode. Obviously, we went through that pretty quick there, but we have more things we're going to want to talk about next episode. Um, and we're going to do that. We're going to try to do one again before maybe by or before the weekend we'll, we'll see what happens uh we're very, both very busy people so uh anything you want to say here troy or um not really i guess try to do another one because we have the super bowl coming up next week oh yeah hopefully we can do one i, I want to do one before but if not yeah bucks are gonna win shoot for like probably thursday um but... i've i might be able to i have clinical i have to see all right, cool. We'll make if, it work. If not Friday. Other than that, that's all I have. Perfect. You want to wrap it up? I'll be happy to. Um, thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Unit Report. Uh, follow us on Twitter at The Unit Report. Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all that jazz. 
and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Unit Report. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at The Unit Report.